brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Back when I was little, I had this, this, um, this one toy that I always wanted. And when I finally was able to get him, I noticed that he was... He was bald. He didn't have his his little helmet that came with him, which kind of saddened me because I felt his head looked kind of weird. But I knew that there was a way around it. So what I did is I had taken my pinky and I had wrapped paper on it and I drew all the little designs that I could remember that he had. And then I put tape around it to tape it down. And then I would sit it on top of the action figure's head. And in my mind, even though he didn't have a gun and, you know, he was all scratched up and he technically didn't have his helmet, in my mind, he was complete. He was complete because he had the one thing that I felt made him who he was. That helmet belonged to a Kenner action figure. That action figure was Robocop. And that was Robocop of the Ultra Police. And that's why I'm here talking toys. Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, where we go back in time to discuss our favorite toys, one toy line at a time. Hello and welcome to Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeff, and today we are here to talk about a toy line that I was not extremely familiar with until Taylor mentioned it, and now I'm, I may have another thing to start kind of halfway collecting because this this is a, this is kind of a cool line. We're talking about RoboCop and the Ultra Police, mm-hmm. which is yet another toy line from the '80s based <laughs> on an R-rated property that was yes. turned into a cartoon. So. Yeah, I'll uh, we'll just dive right in. I'm gonna give a little bit of background on the line, uh, if, as if anybody needs to know. RoboCop was a film that came out in 1987, directed by Paul Verhoeven, who also directed uh, uh, Total Recall. Yep. And did he also direct uh, Starship Troopers? Yes, and Basic Instinct. Yeah, but this is a family show. We're not gonna mention Basic Instinct. Okay. <laughs> the other crap that he did. <laughs> <laughs> and RoboCop, if if you ever if you know anything about the history of the film, um, he was very reluctant to make it. They shopped it around to several directors, and none of them really wanted to do it. And then finally, I believe his wife read it, and she said, "You need to take another look at this script. There's something going on here." And if you've seen RoboCop, it's one of those films that works on several different levels, but it's it's a satire. It is very yes. much a satire of violence, violent culture of, of our society as it as it was even in 87, and we're getting closer and closer to that society every day, but it was set in the near, near future, set in Detroit, but it was filmed here in Dallas. Parts because 
yeah, parts of it because they felt that the Dallas skyline looked suitably futuristic. The mainly the Memorial Ball, <laughs> I mean, Reunion Tower, or Reunion Tower, yeah, Reunion Tower, and the uh, police station downtown, yeah, was actually, uh, or the, our police station, the police station downtown was used for um, the, uh, the the office building. Yes, and uh, so it's. But but it also works on just a pure storytelling level. It's a good story told well. It is extremely violent, so people who are kind of gore hounds can can enjoy it. But one of the uh, one of the websites that we talked that that you sent me to Taylor talks about why it wasn't really ever successful as a franchise. Part of the problem is that the two sequels sucked. RoboCop 2 and RoboCop 3 were whoa, both whoa, horrible. Whoa, 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 no. I liked RoboCop 2. Taylor, your taste is suspect <laughs> best. That's been I... well established. <laughs> RoboCop 2 is not bad, but it's not RoboCop. It's nowhere near as good, even though it was directed by the great Irvin Kirshner, who directed The Empire Strikes Back, and written by Frank Miller, who's work is getting less and less good as the years go by. I think people are, people are starting to realize he's kind of a one-trick pony and he's a little bit of an a-hole. Oh. He is. Taylor, you got to admit. I don't know him. Well, you don't have to know him. Just look at his writing. No. His treatment of women alone. But um, RoboCop 2 is not nearly as good as RoboCop 3 and Robo, or as RoboCop, and RoboCop 3 is not even nearly as good as RoboCop 2. So the idea of an animated series, you can understand why it was appealing because you've got this character it's set in the future. You know, I I think we we had cops, COPS, fighting crime in a future time, playing it around the same time. And so it makes perfect sense that this this should work. Right. And this toy line is somewhat based on RoboCop, the animated series, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yes. Yes. It's it's actually mainly based on RoboCop the animated series. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's not based on the film at all because why would you want to make have kids playing with toys based on this film because this I mean RoboCop is one of the most violent films ever made. I believe I believe it holds a Guinness Book of World Records for something. Uh, Especially the director's cut. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. The 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 language, the violence, everything in it is just very over the top. So any kids out there don't need to be watching it, but any adults if you haven't ever seen it, go go watch it. First off, welcome to America, and, and then go <laughs> go watch it. Um, so RoboCop, the animated series, was produced by Marvel Productions in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, it aired uh, in, in 1988. They only produced, I believe it was 12 episodes. Yeah, 12 yes. episodes, and they all aired in 1988. And um, it was on... Was it on Saturday morning? Or was it syndicated? I wanted to say it was on Saturday morning, though I never saw it on television until years later. Like, I never saw it when it initially aired. No, it was. It was a syndication. It was a first-run syndication. Okay. Surprised you don't know this. It, it ran, uh, RoboCop and Dino Riders ran with rebroadcasts of Defenders of the Earth, The Incredible Hulk, and Dungeons and & Dragons, and the new Fantastic Four in this block of, of animation. In fact, okay. if you go to this is going to be the this is going to be the show with the best website names ever. If you go to www. 
doubledumbassonyou.com. <laughs> I'm gonna I'll link to this in the show notes page. They've got a, a good little write up about uh, the Marvel Action Universe, as they called it. And mm-hmm. I remember this. I remember this poster coming to TV this fall. They 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 hyped it. So, um, so it, we did run in syndication. So that makes it extremely weird that there were only twelve episodes. I think maybe it was produced for Saturday morning to begin with, and then they ran it in syndication because I can't imagine them running two weeks worth of shows over and over and over and over and over again. Right, right, and it's it's weird because I do remember seeing Defenders of the Earth, but I don't remember seeing RoboCop. So, I've, I've never seen an episode of it. Hmm. So. So, so the show came, kind of came and went. Um, if you go to Den of Geek and Retro Junk, both of those websites have pretty good write-ups on the animated series. <laughs> and of course, Double Dumbass on You. I'm going to have to start going to this page more often just because it's got such a great name. Isn't that like a, that's a Star Trek reference. Star Trek 4. Yeah. Uh, they're they're walking in the streets of San Francisco and they almost get run over by a cab. And the guy goes, watch out where you going, you dumbass. And Kurt goes, well, a double dumbass on you. Yep, that's what I thought. Yeah, <laughs> hysterical. Crack me up. Oh. So, um, the one thing that I think was interesting is the cartoon calls back to the film quite a bit mm-hmm. uh, because Clarence Boddicker ends up in the last episode. We find out that Clarence Boddicker is the leader of this gang that they've been hunting down, who is a character played by the great Kurtwood Smith in the film. Mm-hmm. God, I love that guy. What a career that guy's had. Seems kind of weird. Didn't he die in the film? Yeah, but it's, you know, it's cartoon. Okay. Yeah. They're, well, they're assuming, it's, it's a rated R film, so they're assuming none of the kids have have seen true. the movie. Even and it's I and saw it's, the movie when I was like, when it came out in 87, so I would have been probably 10 years old when it came out, almost 11. So I probably saw it when I was 10 or 11 years old. Yeah. And I saw it right before RoboCop 2 came out. But we're also taking a fact that this is also Marvel. And Marvel is known for retconning their characters. Exactly. Yeah. So it's DC. So, thanks to this cartoon, we now have a uh, toy line put out by our favorite toy company of all time, Kenner. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Mattel. And the Ultra Force. No, you know better. <laughs> and the Ultra Police? Yes. Yes. Robocop and the Ultra Police. And this was a... Um, if you go to Toybox1138, uh, I'm just going to read something they've got on here, which I agree with. It says, despite its short-lived animated life, Kenner produced an impressive 16 figures and 9 vehicles for the line. Each figure had its own unique packaging, and even though the figures didn't have the articulation of your average G.I. Joe figures... The design and quality seemed on par with the look of the show and, to an extent, the movies. And I would have to agree. I was surprised at, at how uh, extensive this line was, You know, even though you look at it and there's not... I think Star Wars kind of ruined everybody for, for toy lines. Star Wars and G.I. Joe, because they just went on forever and ever and ever. And most toy lines you know, only last one or two waves, really. Maybe three. Right. Well, and He-Man, too, because that, that also went on forever. Yes, Taylor and He Man. <laughs> Always got to bring it back. Always got to bring it back. Um, and so, you know, th- it's quite a quite a quite a good collection of figures and and vehicles for 
for a line, especially for a cartoon that only lasted 12 episodes. Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk a little bit about the figures that we had. We had, uh, of course, we had RoboCop. Mm-hmm. And unlike what you might expect, there were not an overabundance of RoboCop figures. I mean, I guess there were three. There was RoboCop, there was Gatlin Blaster RoboCop, and then there was uh, RoboCop Night Fighter. And there was one more. There was a bronze RoboCop that came with a RoboTank. Exactly. So you get, okay, fine. You had four RoboCops. But when you think about the Batman line, and every other figure seems to be a Batman, at least these were sufficiently different figures, I feel like. Yes. Or at least the paint jobs were. They might have been the same, the exact same sculpt, but uh, they were at least a little bit different figures. Yes. Yeah. They looked different. Yeah, there's not a lot of reuse of parts except for with RoboCop, and even there's slight changes between some of the figures based on what they were attached to. Like, the Gatlin Blasting RoboCop actually had a back, whereas I believe the Night Fighter RoboCop and the um, original run RoboCop had the cap back on them. Right. It was just and, like, it looked like a backpack, but it was it was formed as part of the figure. Yes. Right. So let's just go down the line of the figures. We had we've mentioned those Robocops. We have Ace Jackson, mm-hmm. Ann Lewis, mm-hmm. Birdman Barnes, <laughs> Dr. McNamara, Sergeant Reed, and Wheels Wilson, who I believe were all part of the Ultra Police, right? Uh no, Dr. McNamara was not. Okay, Dr. McNamara was not. He's a vandal. Okay. The vandals were, were the gang that they were fighting. Yes. Okay, well, after that we have Chainsaw, Headhunter, Nitro, who were also vandals as well. But I like these guys because they kind of remind me of the Dreadnoughts. Yeah, oh yeah. Tartan and the Dreadnoughts. And then uh, we had Claw Callahan who and Torpedo Thompson, and those guys were the Ultra Police. Yes. But then we had Scorcher and Toxic Waster, and the fact that he's toxic and a waster tells you that he has nothing to do with the Ultra Police. He's definitely a bad guy. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. then the vehicles, we had the Skull Hog, which is a motorcycle. We had the RoboCycle, which was a motorcycle. We had the Robo Command, which came with RoboCop, which was sort of, it it almost, it's sort of like an urban tank. Yeah. But the way it's built, it looks like Ed 209 if Ed 209 had treads instead of legs. Yeah. Then we had Ed 260, which is Ed 209. Yes. There's <laughs> an updated version of Ed 209. I wonder why they went with Ed 260. Unless it you was know, just... I'm wondering if there there might have been some sort of copyright issue with it. Maybe not the design of the toy, but with the name. But they're still giving... you telling me they copyrighted Ed 209, but not RoboCop? I'm guessing it's because he was supposed to be an updated version of the one from the movie, since the one in the movie didn't work very well. Maybe so, though I don't remember seeing or hearing anything in the cartoon about him, so... Mm-hmm. He was kind of one of those characters that always seemed to be a callback to the movie more so than, I think, the cartoon. Was it really an element in the cartoon? He was just sort of, hey, kids, remember this? Right, and during that time, I was reading, um, I think, the Dark Horse run of RoboCop, and I don't really remember there being a lot of Ed series robots in there. I take it back. When he went to the jungle uh, in the... Later part of the years, there was a whole Ed series that they had different numbers for them. Okay. That's all I got. 
and then they also then the the more vehicles we had we had Robo One, which was an armored police car. We had the Robocopter. You can guess what that was. And we had um, what is the name of this guy? The it's the uh, Roto Robo. Oh, I can't see it. Robo Command. No, it's the Robo Jailer. Robo Jailer. That's what it's called. I couldn't read it on this box here. It's kind of the Robo Jailer, which was yeah, a basically a mobile maximum security prison. Thing was actually kind of cool. I'm, I'm telling you, man, this is I'm. Uh, you may have gotten me hooked on another line. <laughs> and so the big action feature about these, they all pretty much had the same action feature. They came with a, with two rolls of caps, like the caps that you used to put in guns. Can you still buy those? Yeah, yeah, I bought some the other day. Here, listen. Well, and what is? No, I heard loud. it. Yeah, no, I heard it just fine. Yeah. What what is that that we're listening to, Taylor? This is actually a, a 1980s cat being fired in Headhunter. Nice. Yeah. Let's see if let's see if nitros works. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. Very and yeah, cool. you you can buy caps. Um, the last time I bought caps, the caps themselves were a little off. So if they're off in any way, they don't really work too well in these figures. Right. But yeah, it's I, I and think I were, have a and these were the rolls, not the little round things that you would put like in the six shooter pistols that you would have. You right. remember those? These... They came in like the little plastic round. Oh yeah, I, I have those too because I use them on my Thunder Punch He Man. Well, of course you do. Yeah, you're a grown man. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> I pop caps on the way to work. <laughs> I bust some caps. One of my favorite parts <laughs> of the big hit with Lou Diamond Phillips. So. I think it was interesting. I thought it was interesting though that the, the rolls of caps that they came, came with, because when I was a kid they were all red, but these caps that they came with were blue. Right. Do you find blue on the shelf these days, or are they mostly red? No, like, no they're red. They're yeah. all red. Yeah. This this had something to do with Kenner, and I don't know why they had blue caps, but this was something specific with Kenner. Well, it looks futuristic and it's different. It sort of sets yeah. them apart. I think it's cool. Oh yeah. I remember you could buy Robo caps as well. Oh, um, really? Yeah, that they would have sense. like a, a pack of them in yeah. blue. But yeah. Yeah, why wouldn't you be able to? Yeah, I just bought the cheap ones. I bought the the red ones. Yeah, anybody who's paying vintage prices for uh, Robo caps now is a sucker. <laughs> so, did you have any of these as a kid? I did. Which ones did you have as a kid, and which ones do you have now? Okay, as a kid, I had uh, Wills Wilson. Okay. I had Robocop. Which I RoboCop? The just RoboCop. Okay. I had Sergeant Reed. Um, I had Doctor McManera. McNamara. Mac. Yes. <laughs> That's what I said. No. Um. <laughs> you said Mac McManera, which which I think I like better actually. Yeah. Doctor McManera. And I had the RoboCycle. And which one? Phenomena. Uh, the RoboCycle. The Robo. Oh, nice. Yeah. The. Mm-hmm. Now, would it stay up on two wheels, or did you have to? Like uh, it, it had a red kickstand that was on the bottom that you could kick out to one side, so he would lean a little bit. But I used Wills Wilson on him all the time. Well, his name because, is Wheels, so why wouldn't you? Right. He just he just fit the thing so much better. So, and now I have uh, the Doctor. <laughs> uh huh. Robocop with his helmet this time. Sweet. Yes. Uh, Sergeant Reed, 
uh, Nitro and Headhunter and Torpedo Thompson. You got a pretty little, pretty nice little run there. Yeah, and I was uh, I was actually talking to one of our vintage toy stores about getting a Skullhog. You don't have any of the vehicles right now, though. I don't, and for the longest time, I I always kind of uh, you know the one that I really want is actually the Skullhog. Are you um, giving away something for later? Maybe uh, one that got away. Yes and no. I mean, okay, it's it's one of those that that it's very similar to the Joker cycle. And I had the Joker cycle, the one that came out in the dark Knight series. Again, Kenner reusing some of these parts and pieces for other toy lines down the way. And I like the Joker cycle so much that I basically have sold myself into finding the skull hog because I think it's an even better design than the Joker cycle because it's got, I think more realistic colors to it. But all in all, the actual vehicle from what I have with the Joker cycle, I mean, it's a pretty sturdy vehicle. It's nice. Right. Now, they look, and we'll talk about that a little more in Toy Tech, but they all look like they're pretty well put together. Now, you said that your RoboCop, when you were a kid, didn't have his helmet. Right. How did you come to acquire this RoboCop sans helmet? Someone gave him to me. Okay. And he had no gun, and he had no helmet. And I wanted a RoboCop so bad... And this was a part of the the run when you couldn't find RoboCop. At least you couldn't in my hometown. Um, I never only, saw him, but I wasn't really looking at this point right. in my life. But yeah, I, the only RoboCop I ever came across was the Night Fighter, and I, I'm going to say at the time we just didn't have any money, and so I I never did get that particular RoboCop. Otherwise, I would have. I mean, he glows in the dark. He's got caps. He's got a Gatling gun arm. I mean, what's not to love about this one? Wait, what? The Night Fighter Robocop? Yeah, he doesn't have a Gatling gun for a hand. I got confused. Yeah, he's got a Gatling gun for a hand. It's not a, is it a Gatling gun? Yeah, it's like a Gatling gun. Okay, I got confused because there's Gatling... Yes. Battling Gatling, whatever he's called. Yes, he's got the backpack. And you spin a knob on his back and he, you know, the two little... Arms going in and out. Oh, that is a Gat- see, it's, that is a Gatling gun. Okay, it's like a mini Gatling gun. The one Gatlin Blaster Robocop has two Gatlin guns on his backpack. I'm with you now. Yes. I got confused. I thought maybe you had some weird hybrid that was like all three figures rolled into one. I was about to get even more jealous than I already am. <laughs> no, I wish. Now, here's what's but, interesting to me. All three Robocop figures come with a removable helmet. None of the other figures come with removable headgear except for Sergeant Reed. Well, I guess Sergeant Reed and Ann Lewis. Sergeant Reed, Ann Lewis, Scorcher, and Toxic Waster. Okay, so except for those, half the line. <laughs> um, but it's just interesting. You know, some of the figures, it's sort of random. Claw Callahan, Torpedo Thompson, you can't take their helmets off. Right. And Bird same Man with Birdman Arms. and Ace Jackson. You can't take their helmets or their hats off. So it's just sort of random which ones do and which ones don't. Now, I, I just kind of wonder what the uh, rationale for that was. I don't know, but with, with Sergeant Reed, how they have him explained was his helmet's actually a rebreather because his pistol that he has is not a like a, a bullet-firing pistol. It's a gas container pistol. So he shoots gas containers to knock people out. So he wears a helmet in order to breathe through. Right. So for him, it makes sense for him to have a helmet. Well, it seems like any, any figure who that the helmet or their headgear covers up 
most of their face, it can be removed. With, right. With like Torpedo Thompson, it, he's just got a helmet, but he but it, he's got sunglasses on as well. So uh, maybe that's it. Maybe that's the rationale. Maybe so. I guess and toxic, like, yeah. Yeah, and like Wills Wilson, you know, you would expect like his helmet to come off, but it's so. I guess it's like a biker helmet, so it's so closely clinged to his face. Right. If you go to uh, the Robots Pajamas, again, another great website name, robotspajamas.com, I'm going to read one of theirs too. It says, what makes a great basis for a kid's cartoon and toy line? An ultra-violent R-rated film. That's right, nerds. It's time to slap your eye orbs with Robocop and the Ultra Police from Kenner. I should have led with that as the intro to the show. <laughs> but they've got uh, some... Uh, some great, uh, they've got a commercial, a link to a commercial for the line, and a great little rundown of some of the toys. Um, big fan of this article, so I'm gonna, I'll link to that on the Facebook page, I, I, and, sh- and show notes as well. Um, and they've even got a clip from the uh, the uh, first episode. That's, I guess they're okay. available on YouTube. Is that how you watch the show is on YouTube? Yes. Yeah, I watched it in parts. Is every episode available on YouTube? Uh, no. We should say that's okay because it's never they've never been released in the United States. They've been released no. in the UK, but they've never been released on a Region 1 DVD. Right. Well, let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the, the box art and card backs. Because, like I said, these are all individual, uh, unique to each figure, which you know I'm a big fan of. Mm-hmm. They still had the same sort of aesthetic, They still and they're still paintings, but... You you can tell they're all from the same line, but each one has a, the the figure pictured above the fig uh, above the figure itself, a picture of the figure above the figure, and even the even the RoboCops all have a different uh, painting re- representing the that version of the RoboCop figure. Yes. So and and then of course the uh, the vehicles all had paintings of the vehicle in action. So give us your thoughts on this 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 backyard. I'm a big fan of it. Tell us what you think as an artist. You know, I'm a big fan of it too. And actually, the uh, the drawings themselves are a little illustrated on not so much the cartoonian, but maybe kind of not so much painting. It's kind of that fall between. So it's kind of a a paintings where it's overly detailed, but kind of an illustration more like the GI Joe type characters. I beg your pardon. <laughs> You're using the wrong term. <laughs> what do you mean? I call them paintings, but thank oh. you. Your, your correction was very gentle. <laughs> I appreciate it. But I mean, they're they're great illustrations, and again, it's it's each one of them in an action pose. But you know, some of the I think the fair warning on these that I think a lot of parents probably looked at was the fact that each one has some sort of blast mark coming out of the front of a gun, which I could imagine is a little a little unnerving for parents who don't want violence in their household. Yeah, that's true. Well, if you if you don't want violence in your household, you're not going to be buying your kids a toy called RoboCop anyway. Well, I mean, unless you don't know what RoboCop is. I mean, it's like, oh, RoboCop. It's... Well, then you have no right to uh, make <laughs> rules about what comes into your house. Yeah. You can't educate yourself. <laughs> there, I said it. <laughs> now, tell me something. Yes. I'll interrupt you. Ann Lewis shows she has a crossbow, but it shows a bullet coming out of the crossbow. What? what yeah, it's uh... some sort of like explosive arrow. Okay. Type thing that she had weird yeah and it's, it's yeah that's one of those figures and i know that she's got a gun in the the picture but um she 
never i mean there's no gun there i think there's one sculpted on her hip her shoulders are awfully broad too yeah and her helmet actually her helmet's so weird because it's got a big cut in the middle so i guess if you threw a hatchet at her I mean, you could take her out that way it's not yeah like... what would be the point of having that slit in the middle <laughs> i mean i understand on on the level of a toy creator having that slit so the helmet doesn't get stuck on their head you know it it helps air flow through it, but it's just, it's so awkward. It's an awkward design. That's probably my least favorite character out of this run. Well, it's a shame, you know, being the only female character in the line, it's a shame they didn't do a better job on that one. Cause it really is just looking at these figures. It really is kind of the, the least, uh, successful I'll say, because yeah, it really does. I, I guess it's because they were trying to make her look not as beefy as the guys. And so, her legs and her arms are just really far apart. Yeah, but the torso is still big because it's, you know, housing this cat backpack. Right. So there's not enough room for the rest, which I feel like maybe they could have held on to Ann Lewis and put her out in the second part of the wave when they did the cat firing weapons instead of the backpacks. Right. Well, let's and talk a little bit about that then. Let's talk a little about that then. Okay. The cap firing weapons in the second. So there, some of these figures, in particular, we have uh, Gatlin Blaster Robocop, mm-hmm. uh, Claw Callahan, Torpedo Thompson, Toxic Waster, and Scorcher. They don't all come with caps, do they? They do. Toxic Waster does not. He shooted. I, I guess did he shoot water? Yeah, he had a, a water backpack, and I'm going to say it's basically a reuse of the backpack they end up using for the Swamp Thing character um, down the way. But Claw Callahan, Torpedo Thompson, what it was is they had a... They got big guns. They had big guns, and the caps would fit in the back of those. So they would fire a projectile, and when they did, they would pop a cap at the same time. The same with Scorcher. See that's and that's pretty ingenious, I think. We'll we'll talk a little bit about it more in Toy Tech. You can explain to us how it all worked, but I think that's a pretty good evolution of the line too. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I didn't care for was that. I guess you know. I guess it doesn't make. I guess it makes sense in that, you know, like with Torpedo Thompson, it's one I have. So he fires his torpedo, takes out whatever Vandal motorcycle, and then I guess you can keep firing caps as if. It was just a firing weapon. Right. Yeah, when you run out of caps, it's still, you know, you still got yeah. some play value with it. So that, yeah, I can get behind that. That's 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 good thinking on Kenner's part. I wouldn't expect anything less from Kenner. So, but uh, I'm sorry, g- getting back to the uh, the box art and the card art, mm-hmm. um, you were saying you're a fan, and you were correcting me because I used the term painting. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it is kind of a, a painting, but I would say... It, you know, it's it's more. I think it's more of an illustration. I um, it doesn't look like a, an acrylic medium that they're using. Maybe uh, gouache or maybe even like some sort of pencil work. But it's an illustration. I mean, that's probably a good generalized term for it. I think it's a shame that we don't know who was responsible for all of this art. You know, like the last show we talked about uh, Black Star, and thankfully we do know who was responsible for that amazing artwork. Right. But stuff like this, they sort of just go. Uh, I won't say unheralded, but it's just sort of work for hire, so nobody's name gets put on it, right? Right, and to be quite honest, like some of these, 
you know, I would love to have some of these original pieces, like the the Robocop Night Fighter. It's so obscure, but the way that they did the glow work on them and everything, it's like, I would love to have an original piece like that. I would, I would definitely have that framed up in my house. But then you have, like, you know, Scorcher with his artwork. I, it's pretty cool. Though I think even, like, his character on the artwork has a unibrow drawn on it, which is kind of scary in a very vampiric kind of way. But even having, like, the RoboCycle uh, artwork, I'd totally have all that. RoboCopter just seems kind of ridiculous enough in action that I would I would definitely hang it up. Well, okay. That... Uh... I think that's a pretty good uh, pretty good rundown of the line like i said i never had any of these as a kid i don't have them now what um since i'm assuming you've been doing some shopping mm-hmm. what uh, what are some of the prices that they're going for on on ebay and the secondary market these days you know you can find them fairly cheap i i think i got my headhunter on card i think i spent maybe six dollars um the card was kind of busted up which you know, it was expected, and that's probably where I got the price from, was the fact that I got them for dirt cheap because the card was messed up. But, you know, I I, I opened mine, so I really don't... It right, doesn't you're not matter paying, to me. You're not paying yeah. for the card, yeah. But I would say even on card, maybe 20 bucks uh, per figure. Um, the Some of the vehicles are... They kind of go up a little bit more in price, and really the first run of characters are... They're the ones that some of some of which you'll end up spending a lot of money on if you want complete like wills wilson is extremely hard to find for some reason and i don't know why robocop's blaster to find is you're looking at spending maybe ten dollars on a blaster and i don't know why well it's easy to lose it's kind of small right i would like to note that it looks like most of these figures um follow my cardinal rule of not having more accessories than you can carry. Yes, because they also have pegs. So you can peg a, a, a weapon or accessory into their leg. Really? Yeah. That's cool. So like Sergeant Reed, he has a helmet, he has his canister blaster. He doesn't even have to hold his canister blaster. So if you put his canister blaster on his leg, he can drive the robocycle and you don't have to worry about him holding on to anything or shoving anything into you know, like the wheel well of uh, the bicycle. It, it's just there. Like Wills Wilson, his bazooka clips to his arm. He can hold it, but it can also clip to his arm. And then his handcuffs clip to his side. Brilliant. Yep. So each one of these actually has a, a way to clip these on. Uh, the doctor, Mac Namara, <laughs> he's, he's got two weapons, one peg. He can hold one. And then the put the other one on the on the leg. Normally, what I do is I, well, I think I have mine holding the radio, and then he's got his Uzi on his leg. That's yeah, the I way I would do it. it. Okay. Because his radio, and the, the radio, again, is a reuse of parts from, I think it was uh, the Dark Knight collection. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because these are kind of in the same scale. They're, they were about yeah. five inches tall, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're, I'm looking at one now. Let me... Let me measure it real quick. Four and a half. Well, there you go. So about the same as the um, Superpowers collection. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, which which is one of those things I I think that, you know, if we got together and played and I brought over the Robocop toys, we could do that. We, we it, I think it's even the same scale as Robin Hood. So I could bring Robin Hood as well. I thought Robin Hood were all three and three quarter. No. Oh, no, that's right. Yep. Friar Tuck worked on the Gamorrean Guard body because he was supposed to be shorter. Yes. Right. Which is actually not how it works in the movie, but okay. Oh, what are you, you going <laughs> to do? Yeah, there's nothing you can. Alan Rickman didn't wear a, a, a glitter vest in the movie either. He also so, didn't have a big disco chain. Very true. <laughs> yeah, well, before we move on to toy tech, I want to talk about toplessrobot.com's article about uh, the five greatest kid toy, kid-oriented toy lines based on R-rated movies. And uh, we've talked about a few of these already. Number five is Rambo and the Forces of Freedom, which we talked about already. Four oh, yeah. is Toxic Crusaders, which was not even like a... It was a cult film. It was like a, a trauma movie, wasn't it? It's a it's a trauma film, yeah. There were three. And, the, God, they're, they're so cheap. I, was, I saw one of them. I watched the first five minutes of... I think it was a Toxic Crusader 3, and the it's, first scene takes place... It's a fight in a video store, and it yeah. just looked homemade. It, it is, and I believe how they got away with it is it's Toxic Crusaders, the toy line in the cartoon they tried to come out with, Toxic Avengers, the film. Right. So they were trying to separate it based on the name alone. But, I mean, come on, it's Toxie. Right, exactly. Yeah. Number three is Aliens versus Predator, which mm-hmm. is very surprising to me. Um, because, yeah, every movie was rated R until Alien versus Predator. Mm-hmm. Every movie in the Aliens franchise and the Predator franchise, they didn't actually combine the two, but uh, they did come out with the Aliens versus Predator toys, which are, I guess, really more based on the comic book, right? But they yes. both started with these R-rated properties. Yeah, I think it started off as Aliens, and then you had Predator, and then they kind of combined them towards the end of the run. But there was Aliens, there was Predator. Right. They were their own two distinct toy lines in the same scale, though. Right, so they could they were definitely meant to go together. Yeah, and I think during that time, comic-wise, they were starting to do that. Number two, we have Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. And that was, yeah, that was uh, that was just based on the movie. There was not a commercial or, or not a cartoon or anything. Um, and, yeah, that was a big deal. Uh, again, I saw Terminator 2 in the theater, R-rated, even though I shouldn't have. Um, but I did. it did always bug me that there were toys based on the this this hyperviolent movie and number one on this list is of course robocop and the ultra police and if you go to this page there's a, there's a good little look at some of the toys from the line from each of these lines uh except for toxic crusaders he doesn't have a video for toxic crusaders on here but uh I, that, that's an interesting read especially since it's a topic we've talked about before because he doesn't even mention a uh, police academy which the first film was rated r and by the time uh police academy 4 came around they were basically family movies well, let's move on to Toy Tech. We already talked a little bit about how these were put together and how they were made, but I'm interested to hear your thoughts on the, the quality of these toys and especially how well the action feature works with the figures that you have experience with. So, Okay. First off, uh, Pixel Dan, which this, is, this guy does ridiculous videos, has a great video review up of the uh, glow-in-the-dark RoboCop figure, the Night yes. Fighter. Yes. Which... M- Maybe one of the best uses of glow-in-the-dark technology, I guess you can call it that, that I've ever seen. So let's start there. Talk to us about the Night Fighter, because I just think that the way they did this is 
is genius. Okay, so basically the Night Fighter is a complete mold of glow-in-the-dark plastic that's got the signature Ultra Police blue metallic paint painted onto the glow-in-the-dark plastic. And it's basically the same Robocop that we've gotten with the other ones in the line, except the arms are different. And that's really it, and the fact that he's glow-in-the-dark plastic. But yeah, it's... You know, overall, these figures are, they're pretty well-developed. Uh, they're, the joints and everything on them, there's, there's not like a big gap in their, in their appearance that makes them look too odd. Um, the caps on these things work fantastic. They're a little hard to load because of the way that the, the cap backpacks are made. Right. But yeah, I mean, they're, I'd have to say they're pretty well-made. I mean, they're, Fairly strong. They're good plastic. Um, they all had five points of articulation for the most. Yeah, you right. had your head, you had your two arms, and you had your your legs. So your your hips, hips, shoulders, head. At this point, are you surprised that they didn't have any knee articulation? You know, especially since they made motorcycles. I would say that yes, I am a bit surprised, but at the same time, if they did the knee articulation. They would have to scale back on, they would probably have to make these a little bit bigger because you're looking at some of the designs of these characters have fairly small legs. Right. So if they wanted to add knee articulation, they would have to to beef up some of the aspects of the animated look of these characters. Which, I mean, in some ways I'd have to say they're not that animated looking. I think for, they're really not. They're really not. No. They they don't look like they're based on cartoons. No, and I'm kind of wondering if some of that might have been a cost. Like they just couldn't afford to have another part molded, and instead opted for these backpacks, which I think work work well. I mean, I think it's a genius idea rather than just having a hole in their back. Yeah, and I'm willing to say that there's two molds of backpacks, um, but they would, you know, they would basically mold the the backpack based on the color of the armor that they had. So, like Sergeant Reed's backpack is yellow. Uh, Will's Wilson, I think, is the same color as his helmet. Um, Nitro and Headhunter, they're gray because they kind of match some of their their attire. Robocop's is black, and they all work the same. They all have like a, a strike plate inside that's got holes in it that allow the the firing portion of the cap to go somewhere. And, you know, that's got like a basic lever on it. So when you, you pull the lever, it pulls the cap up and you fire it. They're a little odd as far as loading them, which I think was, for me, a big killer because I never could get them loaded right as a kid. Interesting. Yeah. You have no trouble as an adult, but as a kid... I still had trouble as an adult. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're cumbersome. I, I, ha- I hate to say it, but they're cumbersome. The the only time that I ever saw directions on a package was when I got Nitro on how to load the caps, and it didn't make any sense. Huh. And I'm an adult. I can read. Right. Kind of. <laughs> well, what, kind of. A, what about the, the reuse of parts on these? Did you see a whole lot of that, or are they all now, pretty much unique they're molds? All, they're all pretty much unique molds. You don't get a lot of reuse of parts. Now, you get a lot of a lot of parts used down the way for other lines from this particular line, but you know, each, each character is, is fairly unique except for, you know, again, RoboCop, like his legs, 
his torso, his head, his helmet, his gun were kind of reused a couple times. But other than that, like Sergeant Reed, the items specific to Sergeant Reed are truly specific to him. His his arms are one of a kind. His legs are one of a kind. Torso, head, all of it's one of a kind. And it's not something that's that's a, a reused tool. It's all brand new tooling. Outstanding. Yeah. I mean, leave it up to Kenner to, to do that yet again where they've, you know, they've put all their money into, you know, the way that these characters look. And each one of them is unique. Their weapons are unique. Yeah, you, yeah. Each each one you didn't have a generic gun. Each one comes with a, a very a different gun, other yeah, than obviously the the Robocops. Right, and even looking at like you know the um, the guys with the bigger guns, this is an opportunity where you could possibly reuse the same big gun for three of the characters, like Claw, Callahan, Torpedo, Thompson, Scorcher. But each one of those guns are unique to that character as well. Yeah, they really are. You, they they all look like they're of the, from the same universe, but they're definitely all all different. Yeah. How how do those figures do standing up while you're ho- while they're holding the gun? Not very well. My torpedo Thompson falls into the other characters all the time. There there's you really have to kind of set them up and just leave them alone. If there's any tip or bump, they kind of topple over. Their weapons are a little too top heavy. Well, it's interesting. Uh, Toy a day, the Toy a day blog, mm-hmm. has a review up of Claw Callahan, and that's the reason I asked because they mentioned that he says aesthetically he does look good if one can ignore the paint slash paint job. The weapon is a pain to pose with, but it can do some rather interesting poses if one uses one's imagination. <laughs> so, the, I think you would tend to agree with that sentiment. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, and you know I. With Claw Callahan, I could see maybe posing him would be a little bit easier because he's got, I think, a shorter weapon, and he's got this claw that, you know, you could probably hang him on something because he's got a string attached to it. Um, whereas I have Torpedo Thompson, and it's I kind of had to point his gun down and lean him against a vehicle in the background. See, that was like me with the uh, Power of the Force 2 Luke Skywalker when I got him because I got him when they first came out, and so we had a long saber. Mm-hmm. And you could not stand him up if he was holding the lightsaber. It was so no. long that it made him topple over. Yep. Which is part of why they changed it. Oh yeah. Um, okay. What about the? Well, first off, let's talk about Ed Two Hundred Nine because Toy Haven, the Toy Haven blog has a good review of it and it's got some great video and commercials and everything. Ed Two Hundred Nine mm-hmm. could rotate at the waist and had flapping egg legs that go up and down, but it had a cap firing feature at the back and a small roll of caps were included, which was described as a rapid repeat cap firing mechanism. But I guess that's what they called all of them, right? Yeah, I think it's with this one, it's the same, almost the same cap principle as the others. You pull the tab and you just keep firing that way. I'm sorry, I think I called it Ed 209. We're talking about the Ed 260. I don't want to use anybody. I, I knew who you were talking about. With They're all considered um, rapid fire cap firing backpacks or, or firing mechanisms because it's got a rubber wheel in it. So once you pull the lever, it rolls a cap into place, you fire it. When you pull it again, it rolls a cap into place. So you're not having to move this cap. It automatically goes into place. You just have to pull the trigger every time. Right. So it's it's a semi-automatic toy. Right, right. <laughs> Did you ever play with an Ed 260? 
No, no, it never could like find cool, one. Looks like a cool toy. Yeah, no, it, he's definitely, I mean, he's even on my list today, but it, I always wanted spoilers. to play with one. I know. Uh, There's what a about, lot of spoilers with this one. What about the other vehicles, like the ones that you do have some uh, some experience with? Okay, now the RoboCycle itself, um, I would say, I mean, I probably beat that poor motorcycle up pretty bad. And it, it's based I'm on shocked. this. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I think I poured sand in it. Um, <laughs> it's I wanted to say it's a reuse of parts of the uh, the Dark Knight collection uh, bat cycle that came out. Or I guess I think the Dark Knight collection maybe came after this. So they used their bat cycle off of this motorcycle. And the same with the Skull Hog. The Joker cycle is based off of it. The... Skull Hog, from what I know, because I have the Joker cycle, is pretty pretty well made. It's it's got you know the the turning at the steering wheel, which they didn't have to articulate, but it's got um, a fat wheel on the back, so it keeps it upright. Oh, nice! So you don't have to worry about it toppling over because it's got a cylinder that it sits on, but it's not so big that it looks awkward. It looks like a part of the motorcycle. It makes sense. It's like something that could exist exist in the world. Yeah. And even having like the front blaster plate or I'm sorry, the cruise missile that's on the skull hog onto the motorcycle, your wheel still turns because it, it's got a peg that runs into the body through the front steering column. So the steering column is still free and available to move, even with your cruise missile in there. So it's actually the skull hog is an ingenious design. Tell me now, more. <laughs> now the RoboCycle, on the other hand, it's a cool design, but th- there are things that that could have been done, I think, to make it better. Um, one of which is it had very small wheels that were very rounded. So unless you put this kickstand out on the bottom, it would just fall over. It also had a hard time gripping onto anything other than concrete. So if you were on a smooth surface the rolling gun on the front necessarily didn't work, but it had a gear on the very front. It was like a little axle piece that came off that was kind of, you know, um, uh, not centered. It was just kind of askewed a little bit and it would sit inside this little wheel well piece of this gun that slid in and out. So when your motorcycle went, this gun would shake back and forth. Nice. Yeah. And then of course it had the bright, you know, metallic blue paint job on the front of the the blaster armor and you know had some really cool stickers that made it you know look all policey and robocopy mm-hmm. <laughs> robocopy <laughs> robocopy that's that's what you get when uh when newspaper went out you got robocopy right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, each one of the vehicles like had like some sort of a specialty play value to it that was kind of one main action feature, except for the Robocopter. And that had, I think, like three or four like different action things to it. Uh, you had uh, missile firing uh, pieces to it. You had, I think, uh, rotating um, copter blades. And then you had a... Uh, grappling hook that pulled out and i believe the grappling hook caused the rotors to go as it pulled back up to the uh the copter that's cool yeah yeah see it sounds like does it seem like kenner put more thought into this toy line than 
the uh, production company put into the cartoon? I would say so. It really does. I, I really All this work for a 12 episode series. I really think that probably the toy line came out and Kenner was like, Ooh, it's got Robocop on it. A lot of people aren't going to go for this. Let's make a cartoon to promote it because it's worked in the past. Maybe so. Yeah. I mean, this, this really feels to me like more of, they wanted to capitalize on Robocop because they felt that it was popular but needed something to make it more for the kids. Right. I like that all of the uh, the stuff from the police has a similar color scheme. They've all got that white and blue tones to them. Yeah, every single police character has that blue tone to them, and it's kind of their armor color. And, you know, it, it tends to scratch off because it's, it's you know, it's foil painting. It's vac so metal, it's, right? Yeah, it's vac metal. Um, so each character has it as a, some sort of armor plating, but it works for them. The only person that doesn't have it is Robocop, except for the Night Fighter Robocop. Oh, yes, because he's got this shiny, uh, shiny blue on. Yep. Which does not glow in the dark, but everything else does, right? Oh, yeah. That's such a, that's a cool toy. I'm going to need to get one of those. Yeah, you do, so I can come over and <laughs> play with it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so these are all very, very well put together. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of the, the tech on these. Yeah, I'd have to say that even like the, the sculpts and the designs on them are they're fairly well thought out. They're simple enough that, that they're not, you know, too over the top, but you know, they're over the top enough that they're not so overly sculpted that you forget that it's based or supposed to be based on this cartoon. I'm gonna let you go back and listen to that sentence you just said. I know it makes no and, sense. Unless you it? diagram it for me, because <laughs> I lost you somewhere about halfway through. I'm sorry. It's it's like looking at at specific characters. You know, they're like the detailing on the the toys themselves are they're, they're they've got nice detailing, but they're not over the top. Right. It's not baroque. Right. Right. No, no it's it not baroque you, at all. Well, not until you get your hands on it. Zing. Uh, surprisingly, Virtual Toy Chest does not have a whole lot of pictures. No. They've got a bunch of spaces for them, but for the figures and everything, but no pictures. I was so, kind of surprised about that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe they need some Maybe they need some help, uh, some submissions. So if any of our fans out there have any, they can submit them to Virtual Toy Chest for inclusion. Yeah. So was, bottom was, line is the verdict on these on the tech is that these are pretty solid. They are pretty solid. Um the the weapons are great. The the characters and the figures themselves are pretty great, except for again, Anne Lewis. Not really a fan of. I I don't think that that character looks very well made. Well, and it sounds like they kind of messed her up on the cartoon as well because she's you know in the movie she's kind of a badass, right. and in the cartoon she like is fawning over RoboCop, goes on a date with him, she's in love with him and everything. So I think it's just a product of Frank Miller's writing. No, not Frank Miller. I don't think it. Hopefully, he didn't everything to do with a cartoon. But I think it's a product of cartoon writers not knowing how to write characters how the, at all. Yeah, how how to characterize these these people. Yeah. So yeah, well, it's time to move on to our top five. I'll go first this time since I never had any of these. I'll let Taylor expound okay. uh, at the end. So I'm going to start my number five. And I'm I'm gonna actually flip this one from what I had here to begin with. Uh, my number five is the Skull Hog. 
because it's a motorcycle that comes with a freaking cruise missile. What's yeah. that to love about that? And as you were describing it, I was like, yep, I, I need to have that. I need to have that in my collection. That's plus the fact that it's called the skull hog. That just those two words <laughs> logically, if you say if you look at it, it, like that makes no sense. Hog skull would make sense, but skull hog. Right. I guess hog if it's if you're thinking about it as being a motorcycle. Well, but, and I'll I'll go ahead and let the cat out of the bag. That's my number five as well. So okay. let's let's talk about this. It's the the main guy who's writing this. His name is Headhunter. So I think a skull hog as ah. this guy that's you know kind of kind of overzealous about getting skulls, getting these trophies. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And he's a hog. You're right. It works on multiple levels. That's kind of a double entendre. Yep. Look at Kenner. <laughs> I know. Way to go, Kenner. Way to go. At you, at you on the back. <laughs> we're, we're so that's your number. So that's your number five as well. Yeah, that is my number okay, five. Well, I'm going to move on then. My number four, which I had at number five, but then the more I looked at it, I was like, no, I need to flip these. My number four is the Ed 260. Because mm-hmm. he's basically a quarter of an AT-AT. Mm-hmm. And I also, uh, well, I'll, I'll say my honorable mention. I was going to say I had a tie, but I'm going to call it an honorable mention. My honorable mention is the uh, the Gatlin Blaster RoboCop and the um, the Night Fighter RoboCop. Because I think those are both just really cool figures, and they're different enough from the original RoboCop, but they still seem like RoboCop. Right. But the Ed 260 just it it looks like the it looks like the thing from the movie. Oh yeah. It's close as you could get in the late 80s. It looks a lot like the one from the movie. So you could recreate the scene where he falls down the stairs. Yeah, and then kicks and to. screams. Yeah, and kicks and screams like a baby. Mm-hmm. So I just think that's such a cool figure and it it just based on everything I've seen and and read about it, it sounds like there's a lot of play value in it. It sounds like it would be a lot of fun to put up against to pit against RoboCop. I think it would be a really cool display piece. I mean, it's it's one of those looking at it's like, yeah, if you can find it with the stickers to have him like squaring down against RoboCop, that would be like an epic toy shelf piece. I mean, it's 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 a cool looking toy. It really is. Yeah. What about you? What's your number four? My number four is Sergeant Reed. Nice. I like Sergeant Reed in the movie. Um, you know, I remember having seen him in the movie and then picking up this toy and that's what I thought of. Who was he in the movie? Remind me of him in the movie. Sergeant Reed was the the one that, that came in at the very beginning and he was like a he goes, you know, we're police officers, not plumbers. There's no strike. The one that Right. Yeah. Murphy, front and center. <laughs> kind of a hard ass. Yeah. And I like that character and you know I I like the the figure as well. Um I always thought that his helmet was really cool. I thought it was kind of weird looking, but it made sense for what he had. And, you know, he he's the one guy that that doesn't, you know, shoot people automatically. He has canisters to knock them out to arrest them. And it's like, okay, he's a good police officer. He's a kinder, gentler cop. He's a good police officer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very cool. Very yeah. cool. Good choice. My number three is the Robo Jailer. And I like the Robo Jailer because not only is it a toy, but I would imagine you could use it as storage for some of your figures. Just shove them in there and you know where they are. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Have their weapons, have a place to put their weapons. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And plus, I like it because it looks a little like the big vehicle they use down on the planet in Aliens. You know, that big 
Yeah, the big, um, big oh, RV God. looking thing that, like the wheels were, you know, the size of a bus. Yeah, and I can't remember what that thing's called. But I yeah, either, I know that's what, what it reminds about. me of, and I just think it's cool. And I, I, it's a maximum security prison on wheels. What's not to love? Yeah. I, I do I, wish I, that they could get away from putting Robo in front of everything, but, you know, whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that brand that's a little... <laughs> yeah. And even, I think even, I'm looking at the, the toys now. Um, I did like the fact that they didn't have Robocop all over the toys, that they actually just had Ultra Police. Right. Which I thought, okay... That's cool. I can live with Ultra Police. But yeah, I mean, everything else is a robo. What about your number three? All right. My number three is a Robocopter. Nice. Yeah, I mean, this thing looks really cool. It's got front swept wings. It's, you know, it fires a missile. It's got, you know, a grappling hook. It's got, you know, two canopies. So you have your person sitting in the front flying you have your person in the back i think with like some sort of bat gun on it it's like that thing it looks it looks tough when it also looks functional yeah yeah i mean honestly squaring up if i was on if i was a bad guy on the skull hog i definitely would not want to go up against this thing i'm going to lose right agreed Agreed. yeah even though i mean the skull hog does have a cruise missile though so let's not forget that very true very true Good choice for your number three. My number two, you've already mentioned. My number two is Sergeant Reed, but I like him for much simpler reasons than you do. I like his mustache because it makes him look like the Dunkin' Donuts guy from the commercials in the 80s. <laughs> I can see that. I would just get this guy and just every day I would wake up and just look at him and say, time to make the donuts. <laughs> I forgot all about that guy. Yeah. I just he does he looks like that or you know one of the one of the super fans off of SNL you know Duff Bears <laughs> he just looks like a guy you could eat share a brat with a brat <laughs> and a beer looks like wow. a regular guy and I like him yeah oh yeah oh man I forgot all about the Dunkin' Donuts guy that's greatness <laughs> you know we're gonna have to post that on our site at some point yes all right. You ready for my number two? I am. My number two would be the uh, Ed 260. Nice. It probably should be higher on my list, to be honest. But uh, it's it's a really cool piece. It I mean, really I, is. I wouldn't mind getting my hot little hands on one because, and I don't have to have the box, even though the box art is actually pretty cool. But just to have one of those, I think that would be a a fun piece to have for this particular toy line. Well, especially because everybody recognizes him. Even if they can't call his name, they're like, hey, that's the thing from RoboCop. So if you just had it sitting out on a shelf, like, they made toys out of RoboCop? Oh, yeah, let me tell you the story. Really, you don't have to. No, no, I have to tell you. That's how things usually go in my world. (laughs) But you're right. You're right. That's a good, it's a great display piece. Oh, yeah. And I really want to see what this, this leg kicking action is. That's been... Ever since I read that as a kid, it's like, what is it? How does it work? I have to see this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that would be the one thing. As soon as I get it, that's the one thing that I would do is check to see exactly how it worked, what it did. And then I would just sit there and fire caps all day. Right. Yeah. Because that's what you do. Yes. Well, my number one is the Robo Command. Ooh. With RoboCop for two reasons. One, 
it's a mini rig, and we all know that I have a fondness for mini rigs. Mm-hmm. It's basically a mini rig, and it comes with a figure. So it's a twofer. And not just any figure. It's Robocop, but it's Robocop in this bronze armor. Exactly. It's even a, a different Robocop from what you got with the rest of the line. And I just I think that's great that they did that. You know, A, they can't give it give you a figure with it because the rest of the vehicles didn't come with a figure. Right. So I wonder if they did it so they could charge more for it. Or if they just did it because they had this, they didn't want to put a fourth RoboCop out. So like, well, let's put it with this with this toy. But I think it's a cool toy because it is. It's like a mini tank. I'm I'm wanting to say that that toy, like, if you think about this toy line, you think about the first wave that had RoboCop in it, and then you think about the next waves after that. RoboCop was probably a fairly hard character to find. Like, I got him as secondhand. And I never remember seeing one on shelf except for, I think, the the Night Fighter Robocop, which, you know, we weren't able to get. But then after that, I never saw it. So if you think about this toy, it's like, okay, we're offering not only towards the, the later end of the line a vehicle, but a chance for you to actually have a Robocop. And right. I, sometimes I think that's why they did it. It's because the big seller, you know, they can't keep making him so well i mean chances are chances are if you're seeing these toys on shelves you probably didn't see the cartoon and if you did it didn't make much of an impression so you're seeing robocop and the ultra police okay well i want robocop but i don't know who these other guys are right so it makes sense and again it's just kind of a a a, a wasted opportunity with this line that the cartoon wasn't supported more than it was right because this these are some cool toys yeah i agree well, speaking of cool toys, tell us about your number one. This has to be, in my opinion, the best toy from this this run. And it's definitely one that I, I want to add into my collection. It's a Robocop Night Fighter. Again, it, it fires caps. It's Robocop. He has not only his sidearm, he's got a Gatling gun arm and his helmet. And he glows in the dark. And it's it's totally a gimmick toy. Yes. But the gimmick is not what the toy is about. It's it's a toy that just happens to glow in the dark. Right. And the fact that they did a re-sculpt of everything and they 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 thought the paint job out with it. I love that they vac metalized portions of him. Is it vac metal or is it just that blue paint? I think it's just like a blue metallic paint. Because it looks like vac metal, but that's if it's not, and it looks like it, that's even cooler. But even down to his helmet. Mm-hmm. His helmet glows in the dark, except for the, the red eyepiece. And on the cartoon, does his eyepiece have a little thing that, that goes moves from one side to the other like the Cylons did on the old Battlestar Galactica series? No, that's in a few shots where it's like it catches a reflection and it's kind oh, of okay. you know, flashes. But no, it, okay. no I don't think it, it, it... Maybe it does, but I don't remember it moving back and forth like a Cylon. But going back to this figure, you're you're absolutely right. It's it's a new version of an of, of the figure in every yeah. way, and I just think that's great. The only thing that would make this figure even better is if it had some sort of hologram attached to it. Hello, Jeff. I'm just letting you know how alone you are in that. <laughs> Okay, maybe not, but still, it's cool. And gimmick-wise, it's 
it's kind of the gimmicks of the eighties and it works with, with this toy, which, you know, is a, a fairly inappropriate toy line. Right. But I think that's definitely the coolest glow in the dark toy ever. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would totally, totally get this one. This I is, so. yeah. Well, that's it. There, there you have it. There's our top five. That's it. And we only had one. Uh, no, we had two. We had two crossovers. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, for a line this size is actually, I guess, not that surprising, but well, a little it's average. Surprising. Yeah. So moving on, it's time to talk about the one that got away. Way, way, way. Again, I'll go first. I'll let Taylor go last. My one okay. that got away. Obviously, it's a whole line because I never had any of them, but the one that I could see myself pining after when I was a kid would have been the Robo One, the his car. Because it is quite possibly the coolest car toy ever made. Just just looking at the box art it, alone. Looks like it's got a ton of bells and whistles. and looks like it was really well designed. What do you think about Robo One? Uh, I wanted to say I saw a review on that probably about a month ago. And it's I was surprised that it doesn't have the amount of bell and whistles I thought it would have. It's got a firing Oops. launcher. It's got... An opening opening canopy. It's got two little seats for figures, and it's got rolling wheels. But for what it has, it's actually it, it looks phenomenal. Like it looks fantastic. And maybe that's what I, maybe I'm going more for display purposes. Yeah, it, it looks it's a cool looking. I like the design. I like the lines on it and everything. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely one of those that looks it looks probably better than it plays. Well, there you go. And as an adult, that's really what your main concern is. Right. So there you go. There's mine. What about your, which one got away from you? My, my one that that's got away has actually gotten away a couple times. Um, is the Gatlin gun robo. Um, I've, I've been snipe bitted for this one several times and it's definitely one of those that I want to add in, uh, um, to my collection. How much does it go for usually when, when you've lost the bid? Um, yeah, I don't know, because I, I normally bid fairly low, and then I forget to check it constantly. But, <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I think the last one I was looking at, I was looking at about 20 bucks. And was, it, was it complete? It was complete, but it had no card art. It was off card. Um, yeah, but still, I, I mean, I say, 20 bucks for complete. I mean, it's not... No, yeah. It's, it's still, it's expensive. It's nothing to sneeze at, but it's not astronomical. No, no, it's not crazy. But every every time I've gone to bid for it, at the very last hour, it becomes a giant bid war. And okay. those prices tend to go up, yeah. 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 Hmm. But yeah, it's definitely one that, that that I would like to add. I'd like to add that one, and of course, the, the Robo Night Fighter. Um, but yeah, it... it it's definitely one that eventually I, I think I will get. Just here lately, it's been the one that's gotten away from me a couple times. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed. And if anybody out there has a Gatlin battle, what is it? Gatlin. It's battle? a. It's a Gatlin gun Robo. But he's actually called Gatlin Blaster. Robo. Gatlin Blaster. I keep wanting to say Gatlin Batlin for some reason because it rhymes. I don't <laughs> Gatlin Bas- Bat- Gatlin Blaster Robocop. He's becoming my Doctor yeah. McNamara. <laughs> Gatlin Blaster Robocop. Thank you. If anybody has one out there, send it Taylor's way. <laughs> well, before we say say goodbye this time, there are a couple more websites I wanted to mention. There are two commercials online that you can find. One's on YouTube and one is on battlegrip.com, another great website name. 
Mm-hmm. The one on YouTube is a commercial from Australia, and it's worth it just for the accents alone. <laughs> worth watching. I'm going to link to these on the show notes page. And the Ed 260 commercial is just really cool because it shows you the toy in action mm-hmm. and just makes me want one even more. Yeah. So do you have any final thoughts about this line that we haven't already addressed? No, really, really I don't. I mean, um, I think it's a, a fairly well-made toy line. Um I, I will have to say, though, with, with RoboCop, one of the things that I liked that Kenner had done that everyone else corrected down the way, but one of the things I didn't talk about with RoboCop's design is that his design is actually not movie accurate. Um, he, he doesn't... What? Yeah, I know. He, uh, he actually has silver gloves, which in the movie, they're black. And he's got a silver crutch piece, which in the movie is black. And they corrected this with other toy lines down the way. But I like the fact that Kenner kind of went their own way and, you know, did their own design off of Robocop. And I I think that's something that you don't get anywhere else. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. And that's that's a very good point, and uh, and I agree with you. This is sort of one that has, um, has flown under the radar. Oh yeah. And uh, I think the more people become aware of it, I think the more traction it's going to gain. I I agree, and so you know, for the people who are wanting to get it, you know, getting it early now is probably the the time to start collecting these because. You know, once once it does build up speed, once that the popularity of it really comes back, that you know, once people are are already bored with the new movie and they're they're looking back in the ages at the the older toys, that these could possibly skyrocket in price if we're not careful. I don't think they're ever going to skyrocket, but um, I, I think, think, like I said, I think I think that it's 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 ripe for a. I don't know if you could call it a revival since it was never that popular. It's ripe for a revival. Okay. Yeah, I'll take that. I'd buy that for a dollar. That is a perfect ending for the show. (laughs) We're going to stop it right there. We're talking toys with Taylor and Jeff. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeff. And remember, they're not dolls. They're action figures. With rapid fire action. That might blow your hand off if you're not careful. (laughs) Good night, folks. Thank you for listening. For more episodes of this show or other Marvin Dog Media productions, go to marvindogmedia.com to stream or download the shows or to subscribe via iTunes. Email us at marvindogmedia at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at marvindogmedia. Follow us on Pinterest at pinterest.com forward slash marvindogmedia. This podcast has been a production of Marvin Dog Media, all rights reserved. How many times can we say Marvin Dog Media?
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 